the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School 5 and where real talk is our vernacular. Well, right, uh, so far we've we've uh, we've have about seventeen dollars towards your mental health counseling. Yeah, uh, pledge. You know what, Aaron? That was a good question because I don't know if it was hard or not. I know it was. <laughs> that I just, was a good question. Been, it was the biggest penis <laughs> wow. I've ever seen as a kid. I was like, oh, penises get that big? I was excited as a kid because I thought, oh, my penis is gonna be fourteen inches just like his when I grow up. <laughs> Am I the only one aroused right now? So that messed my head up. It fucked your head up in many different ways of how you perceive the world. Right. (laughs) I don't know how to respond to that. I think that may have been my my first almost gay encounter. All right. Well, uh, in other news... If you listen to any of the, uh, any of the Laker blogs, man, the people giving Lakers the business, the Laker fans, them, them them diehard fans, Lakers can't do no wrong. They giving them the business, and we only one game in. <laughs> See this thing though, I don't those fan blogs and shit. Like I'll read them a little bit, but I read them with a real, real critiquing eye about their own biases and how they see the team and they whatever they think. Because a lot of times. Some of these blogs be over here just saying some outlandish, stupid ass, nonsensical shit. And it's either their fandom or they just are somebody who has too much time in front of a computer and think that they actually got some poignant uh, perspective on shit. Now, I'm not saying that I watch more of the games than them, but some of them, I'm just like, I could watch half a game. Y'all can watch the whole season. I could tell you more about your team uh, based upon my own expertise because I am an expert. Okay. <laughs> I'm an expert at uh, bullshitting. But anyways, I'm an expert. Nigga, please. More so than some of these blogs and shit like that. I'll be reading them, just looking for the chinks in the armor, waiting for them to say something stupid so I can have a reason not to pay attention to them no more. Kind of like our show with other people. You're just like your daddy. You don't do shit, and you never gonna amount to shit. There's a page over here on a burner phone. Got a flip phone and shit. Pedro got a flip phone like he got girls to manage, women to manage. Pedro got more phones than Tiger Woods, and that's the problem. You got more phones than Tiger Woods and no hoes on it. That's what I say. Less women and more phones. That's uh, the problem. The problem is that Pedro is the hoe. He, they, they call him and say, I need you to service this. That's service the problem. They station. gave Pedro an extra phone so they can catch up to him here. You hold, You make sure you answer his phone. We call you. <laughs> um, where do you think uh, Brandon is? Uh, my guess is still putting some kids to sleep being Mr. Mom. <laughs> What about Darius? What do you think of Darius is? <laughs> oh, he mad at you, Jared. He, 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 ain't, he ain't doing what Brandon. Brandon probably putting together with Mr. Mom. Darius mad at you. Why is he mad at me? Uh, according to Darius, man, you booted him out the league. You, you froze his team out and booted him out the fantasy basketball league. I didn't boot him. I just allowed him. I allowed the door to close and then lock it afterward. <laughs> 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 it changed the locks. This key don't work no more. All right. Well, uh, y'all ready to start the show? Man, I've been ready. I was born ready. 
All right. Well, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter. Also, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And make sure you uh, submit final submissions before Halloween for your chance to win uh, a Sir Lance Woods emotional support t shirt. You know what, Aaron? You submit a pumpkin spice haiku and you got a chance to win this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead and take my name off that list. Yeah. Submit your pumpkin spice haiku by Halloween day and you have a chance to win. Well, you, you, ain't nobody going to hear this for Halloween. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, and we are here with. Uh, this is AG3 coming at you faster than watching men run out of Dwight Howard's house at night. Hey, drink booty sweat, baby. And uh, here's a soundbite, Aaron. You told people to stop taking fentanyl and go back to crack. Crack. Fentanyl killing all the junkets who've been junkets. I'm talking, it's killing the junkets who've been junkets for forever. Soon as they hit it, they did. Crackhead, this nigga shoot threes. This nigga shoot basketball. Run a hundred miles. This nigga fix your car motor. This motherfucker still running around the neighborhood. When have you ever heard crackheads hitting the pipe and dying the first time? I mean, you know what? I mean, it's not science what he's talking about. I mean, I don't know if he sells science. But I mean, to tell people to get off one drug and join another, not the greatest thing in the world. You smoke crack, don't you? Look at me, boy. Don't you smoke crack? I mean, I kind of get where he's coming at, but he's kind of stupid at the same time. Yeah, he named all the things that you be talking about crackheads be doing, except oh, no, crackheads, crackheads, crackheads got a crackhead agenda, man. Every morning, crackheads got an agenda. They they do more things than anyone else. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Those downers, man. Those uh, barbiturates or whatever you call them. Opiates. Those opiates things put. Is, yeah. They see people do drugs. I saw a surveillance video of a dude doing some heroin on the bus, and then he just slowly slumped over and then fell into the aisle, passed out, or just well, maybe not passed out, but he was. On opium or heroin. That's when you turn into a zombie. Heroin. zombies. Well, no way. Heroin, if it's just a regular heroin, it's a downer. Now they just do it out on the bus stops. You know, no, transit. or on the bus. If you was on the AC Transit, I was the one that had a heroin needle on it. I mean, a heroin spoon and everything. Ever since they, uh, you know, all these new laws, you know, especially California, I'm about to get like the Republicans. Like I was telling Aaron earlier, even the... Uh, even like some of the leftist shows are talking about, hey, man, if we, we're going too far with this no policing thing. Well, it's decriminalization, let's say, to speak. So yeah, decriminalizing it still doesn't mean that you just do it anywhere. Same thing like with alcohol. They de- it's decriminalized, but you can't just like be drinking in the car. People still break the rules. We walk in, drink alcohol in the Yeah, weed's been decriminalized, but motherfuckers still be smoking it where and when they're not supposed to be smoking it. It's not doesn't mean that. You can you're supposed to be smoking it while you operate in a motor vehicle or something like that. It's not that's where that's where a lot of these uh, pundits just really take the idea and run with it and act like, man, they decriminalize to the point where people just do it wherever the fuck they want. No, people are gonna do whatever the fuck they want regardless. <laughs> they breaking the rules still. That's where we can't buy into that sweeping narrative that these political pundits and terrible human beings that run our country be just puppeted out bullshit. Anyways, and we are here with Hey, everybody's favorite truck driver, Captain P-Funk. Um, I guess I'm coming at you realizing I'm an old man and I can't take my kids to the park anymore or the amusement park. 
Lord have mercy. We're going to tell you, I hope your kids old enough to take them fucking selves to the park. <laughs> I hope they old enough to take their kids to the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, old nigga. <laughs> <laughs> granddad ass. You got that granddaddy dick. Pedro, you got to remember, you got to come to that realization now. <laughs> Jared, I don't need you to talk about my granddaddy dick. <laughs> Only woman. A lot of the men have thrown away any type of verification. To prove that they dick belong to you. What is, what is your name, Kitty? <laughs> we gonna get to Kitty in a little bit. Alright, here's yourself by Pedro. It's right up Pedro's alley in, in multiple ways. Maybe not quite. I think I said the T you said I was banned. God is setting you free right now. Is there anything you wanted to renounce? I want to renounce a generational curse. My child is autistic and he's, he's, he's not, he's, he has no brains at all. Like we've tried everything and um, I've gone through deliverance before and it's just so hard to break this curse. God is breaking this generational curse right now. Thank you, Jesus. His power is here right now. It is time now for your deliverance and your family's deliverance. I break every generational curse off of you, off of this whole family. And I detach this family and you from what you spoke. I declare every spirit attached, every spirit of witchcraft, every spirit of mental illness. I declare on three, all must leave him in Jesus' name. One, two, Three. Three. Ooh, ooh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Wait a minute. Is he honest. sure? Is he sure he had the all the son had the autism or did he have autism? <laughs> oh, he said it's a generational <laughs> curse. A generational curse. All of a sudden he started having a seizure on stage, yelling and flipping and shit, man. He, he, was, he was having a seizure like my man did in uh who? Alpha Alpha Chino when they did the see he said no, we got this new movie oh, Tropic called Thunder. Seizure Tropic, Tropic Thunder. Thunder and he's like we got the seizure that's what this man did can I get a job being one of these guys that walk into these mega churches and act like <laughs> I've been healed man I mean I'm gonna act a fool one day you just gotta think of things people want to hear and just be willing to say it with no remorse of right. <laughs> problem is I'm gonna start repeating I'm gonna act just like he act but then I'm gonna use every line from my boy uh, that got delivered. Oh, Andrew C. Caldwell. Andrew C. Caldwell. I said, women, I'm not gay. I would not date a man. I would not tear a purse. I would not put on makeup. I will, I will love a woman. Dude, he started. He started freaking out. And they did a, a front tumble roll off top of his head. <laughs> off the top. I thought he was gonna do a handstand. A handstand would have been better. I thought he was gonna do a handstand. If he would have held that handstand, that would have got me. Yeah, he stayed up there a little bit longer. Uh-huh. <laughs> he yeah, said, "My son has no brains." I was like, "Damn, this no motherfucker!" No Australian, an Asian Australian coon. That's what that was. Coon. That was in Australia. You didn't hear his accent. Yeah, but he wasn't in Australia. He was in America, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, maybe he was in New Zealand, but he but he had the accent. He's from there. Yeah, he had an accent. Asian wow. man. Yeah, when they start cooning. <laughs> cooning, man. Yeah, exactly. 
Kunin. Kunin. Kunin been started a long time ago. <laughs> Kunin started in Africa. Long, long time ago. Should have been started in Africa. Long time ago. Long, long, long time ago. White men went to Africa. And he saw these beautiful black women walking around, singing, dancing, working, living in the news. <laughs> and my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art. With two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just jart. This was going to be maybe your song by Pedro, but I found that one. I just. <laughs> <laughs> now, being black is bad. Ain't no question about that. And being poor is bad. But this nigga has a knife to be both. Pay your bill, deadbeat nigga. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a bunch of deadbeat niggas in here. <laughs> Well, anyways, in news this week, Flavor Flav has stepped up to submit himself as having one of the worst national anthems. He performed the national anthem at the Bucks. Who they play today? I don't know who they play, but why the hell are they bringing in him to do a national anthem? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care if they was playing a team from middle school in Harlem. <laughs> Well, he sang at the Bucks game today, uh, Bucks home Bucks game. Bucks versus Atlanta. Bucks versus Atlanta. Yes, he he sang at the Milwaukee Bucks home game versus Atlanta Hawks. Here's how it went. The singing of the Star Spangled Banner performed tonight by six-time Grammy Award-nominated rapper and artist Flava Flav. Oh, oh, say. Can you see by the dawn's early light? What so proudly we hail at the
the land of the free and the home of the brave of the brave of the chocolate i i hate to say it jared that wasn't the worst that wasn't that bad i mean it wasn't great but it wasn't bad especially he had no music playing i mean he had a full acapella get to put us some I, credit I, I i mean the scout master did look like i won't i will say this the scout master and the the we below troop that was flag. they did not have military men holding the no, flag they had a boy scout they had a boy scout troop <laughs> And they did look like the scoutmaster looked like he was regretting that they let in gays and women and they should go back to not letting in black people. That's the way the scoutmaster was looking during that performance. Hey, yo, Bill, that beat nigga. Oh, I was shocked. I was waiting for him to not know the words. I can't lie. Is that racist of me? Well, he was definitely better than better than Carl Lewis. Maybe not as entertaining as Carl Lewis, but he was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, shout out to Flavor Flav. He does not fall to the bottom of the list, but he, or I guess if it's the worst, he doesn't shoot to the very top. But uh, he's in there with uh, some uh, interesting renditions of the national anthem. It was actually, yeah, quite. Yeah, I saw some video of Flavor Flay where he was playing the piano, apparently. No, he's, he's no, he can play a shitload. Like, yeah, Landed, so, he, he went to like some top music school. He's that's what I heard. Yeah. Talented. So that in that video, they're like, Flavor Flavor's like a super dope musician, like classically trained, like music, knows hell, yeah, knows piano and some other shit. Um, so no, he's, like, he's classically he trained. Just, he's he good. just has no, he just doesn't have a, a real voice for singing, but you could tell he, he knew doesn't. how to like, you could breathe tell and hold was, a note, though. He could breathe and hold a note. Problem is, he didn't know to move the mic away from the mouth when breathing in, though. That's all you <laughs> And, uh, he, he got his breath so he could hold those long notes, but he was breathing into the mic. Uh, you over here looking looking like Dwight Howard on uh, on that mic here. <laughs> I'm looking like I'm impressed Dwight Howard how close I am to this mic. He might make me the new kitty. <laughs> that my beard ain't thick enough. My beard ain't Are thick you enough willing to, to wear heels? My beard ain't thick enough and I can't wear heels. I used to walk on my tippy toes for about 30 something years of my life till I mess up my back. <laughs> He'll be disappointed in me. A restaurant charges parents $50 fee for loud children. Tacoa Riverside restaurant in Georgia has gained attention on Reddit and social media for an adult surcharge on their menu for adults unable to parent. <laughs> the menu also includes a warning that they will charge customers $20, 20% uh, gratuity if they're a party with six or more people and ask separate checks or request a birthday menu. And if customers pay with a credit card, they will be charged an extra 3.5% on top of that. Uh, what do you guys think about uh, restaurants putting on all these extra charges, but is the loud, unruly children charge uh, worth it? Hold on. Did you say they charge 3.0% if you use a credit card? 3.5% surcharge. So I, 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 what, what city is this in, in Georgia? Uh, it's in, uh, where, where is it? It uh, must be some backwater country place, man. I would hope so. You're in high, man. The backwater country places will be cool with, with kids. With, with, this is what they're doing. They got to pay. They got to refinance their commercial 
you know, you, your loans, commercial loans is not like your um, house loans. So if they're renting or if the landlord is saying, hey, we got to raise your rent because our in the interest rate shot up by four or five percent. So they got to think of all kind of ways, all kind of tricks. Did that one, two percent on your credit card, your kids hollering, uh, parking fee, uh, it's fork and spoon, butter knife fee, uh, butter, buttermilk biscuit fee. Anything to keep the, keep that rent paid, man. They got to do it now because they have no other way of paying paying these uh, stupid loans. Y'all kept y'all wanted to vote for Biden, so this is what we get. <laughs> blame, blame it on Biden. That's what. It is. How about this episode? We blame everything on Biden. Maybe they just tired of unruly kids, man. You know what? I I kind of agree in some ways because you know there's. I was thinking the same thing. There's a couple places. Agree. There's a couple places in the world where like you want pe- parents just like take like have your kid kind of in check. Like don't. It's not that they can't be a little bit of a kid, but don't don't make it to where it becomes an inconvenience or just an annoyance for other people. I don't know. Maybe that's just how I was raised. But like at a certain point, like yeah, like at a restaurant, like I don't want kids running around when I'm trying to you nope. know sit down to have a have a nice meal maybe it's not a nice place but but it's a new kid you can't like go and beat them or something Uh, (laughs) you gotta you gotta gotta take your kids to a a kid-friendly place go chuck e cheese or take them and say hey when we come in here we have to like you know you preface the kids and you let them know and you if your kid can't handle it you know your like people like people you don't want people to parent your kid you then know your kid better than anybody else if they ain't ready to go to a public place like a restaurant or on a flight necessarily like a flight of kids starts crying that, that like that i don't i don't yeah, look that, at that. that you gotta get to where you're going i ain't got no problem with flight. I, i'm fine with that but like if your kid is kicking the back of people's chairs and you're not telling them to stop you know what i'm saying that's when i get annoyed people just letting their kids just like kicking the back of your chair i'm like god motherfucker. but yeah no like you know your kid better than anybody else so like if they're not at the point where they can handle you know that then uh and you're not gonna parent them then maybe don't take them there but we want people to be able to do what they want to do and go where they want to go and have nice experiences. So it's just, yeah, it's just have your kids in check. So I appreciate this charge, actually, personally. I'm not I'm not against it, per se. I, I think ain't it, against it. And look, if you don't like it, don't go there. They can put any charge they want on there. Now I can see where this like is going wrong. hiding it from you. Yeah. But it's not like they hiding it and then being like, hey, man, hey, man, we got this on the bill. They tell you ahead of time. It's on the menu. I got no problem with it. Are there any other places that you hate when, like, kids are just unruly? A grocery store is a little bit to me, but I don't know. Is there any other place? Almost where... every place. <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of unruly kids around here. Yeah. If I go to the park, I go to an amusement park. You know, I go to a place where it's made for kids. Like, I'm not going to be the one who's like, oh, I can't believe these children. I, like, I'm like, oh, I'm in a place where this is where kids, this is kind of an open space where kids can be kids. So I got to, I'm the adult here. I've got to, you know, move a little differently in that way. The place I don't like kids to be at, I don't care, but I know other people hate it, especially Jesus. Uh, uh, bars. <laughs> bars. Jesus hates the, because you know, now they make more bars so you can bring your kid, like breweries and stuff. Oh, yeah, brewery, yeah, bring brewery. your kid. Oh, and... you tell me, oh, okay, yeah. My thing is breweries that don't have food, right? Like they still set up stuff, and a lot of people still take their kids to breweries, especially now because of phones and tablets and being able just to entertain them there. And and that's what Jesus get back. Man, if I'm drinking, I want to be able to curse. <laughs> you ain't showing me nothing new essay. In other news, Shaft. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. 
Well, now he is a dead mother. Shut your mouth. Richard Roundtree passed away at the age of 81 this week, guys. Um, oh, he did? Yeah. Man, all I'm saying is Matthew Perry all over the place, and Richard Roundtree died. And Matthew Perry. Dying threes. That pole cracker passed away due to drowning in a hot tub. And the first bit that came around. out was they didn't think it was drug related. <laughs> that's never good. That's never good. With the first, like, like if I pass away, no one's going to, the first thing you don't have to say is, hey, we don't think it was drug related, right? <laughs> like, you don't have to think that. Pedro passed away. I wouldn't think that. Anybody here? Uh, but, I'm going I'm to I'm slander your name that way, though. <laughs> maybe Nip Money. Maybe Nip Money. We might have to say that. <laughs> yeah. Nip Money. But here they were like, hey, man, first thing they said, we didn't find any drug paraphernalia around. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you use it all. I used it all. Shit, yeah, you'll find it. Yeah. Shout out to Matthew Perry, though. He uh, sadly uh, passed away. I enjoyed his uh, his time on Friends. I watched a little bit of Friends. I didn't watch it religiously. I was a little bit single every guy. Episode. But, I watched um, every episode of Friends. I watched I watched a couple. And I like, living, I, like, I like living single, but Friends was way better. Oh, yeah, for friends, uh, friends was solid. Uh, I like living. It was beyond silent. It was great. Uh, they they made, they was getting paid some of the highest money in Hollywood. They at earned time. it. They they, they yeah. got to. They weren't when they started, but they got to. Yeah, they they, they blew but up. When you're and, bringing in the money that it was bringing in with advertising because of the viewership, they 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 got they they got. That's the reason they got the contract. They held out all together for too. Yeah, they basically unionized as a casting. Yeah, shout out to shout out to them. That was, that was a big major uh, win for at least actors. As, as for a lot wrote. of them, a lot of them has done it since then because yeah. of what that basically set the nice precedent. And I also liked them in Fools Rush In with my girl Salma Hyatt. I love them in Fools Rush yeah, In. That was, was only a, that was only really good. Lucy, you guys on explaining the dude. Yeah, no, nah, he was. Yeah, that was a solid little movie. I enjoyed that one. It was kind of funny. But the white people are melting out here. <laughs> but. Richard Roundtree passed away. Uh, yeah, man. What do you guys man, think man. about that? I mean, he had to go sometime. We all do, right? Uh, uh, you know, Richard Roundtree, man. He, you know, he had a big impact. The 70s, the black exploitation movies. And then it was nice to see it connected with the new shaft and things like that. Too bad that connected with that, that last shaft with too many people in it. But it's just nice to have that connection, you know. Nice to have that Richard Roundtree connection. You know, it's some movies he was in in the 80s and then more modern day movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he his legacy, his legacy is painted and good and great. Yeah. Shout out to Pedro me. should have more to say. Pedro's a big black exploitation person. You he know, he was my show. least. Um, oh, here we go. He was too mainstream. Least, fair, yeah, yeah, he was too mainstream. <laughs> like he didn't have a lot of jazz to his not a lot of jazz, not a lot of jive talk to his uh <laughs> swagger. He didn't have enough cooning. <laughs> not a, yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, it was just a little bit trying to be mainstream. I admire his work because it, you know, it gave a platform to the black films and you know, we got the coolest uh, saying shut your mouth from you know from Isaac Hayes and John, uh, Richard let me, call a, let me call it Richard Roundtree's family and whoever's in charge of the state and then offer a formal apology on behalf of the show because just because you guys were successful Pedro didn't like you as much <laughs> you have to be shitty ass but like the expectation with the boom mic coming in the goddamn picture and shit like that for Pedro to like you 
Yeah, or he had to be uh, screaming about cotton draws. Bitch, you bring me these goddamn cotton draws. You know how to win fucking cotton draws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they more made it fun. So you you enjoyed the more even like uh, satirical forms of the black exploitation. Yeah, I liked all the stuff that was over the top. Like for for instance, Jim Brown was um, not Jim Brown. Well, yeah, Jim Brown and uh, Jim Kelly were more mainstream. Coons. <laughs> Raccoons trying to get on our back porch. Mama just chasing mom for the broom. Well, um, sad that Pedro doesn't care about Richard Roundtree. I apologize. Yeah, sad, for sad he died. That's what I said. He wasn't my favorite. You care about <laughs> y'all putting words in my mouth. He wasn't my favorite. Sorry, I feel sorry, Richard Roundtree. I want to apologize to any family of his that Pedro said basically he acted too well and spoke too well for him. <laughs> now you can say that. You know, he needed he needed you to act like Petey Weestraw and just act like a goddamn fool. It's Richard Roundtree, a great loss for uh, black black culture and uh, black people. And right. in other news, another great loss in black culture. Um, Bill Gates' daughter and Robert no. Ross have reported no. broken up. No. No, I was rooting for a man big time, man. Why no jumper over here saying some shit like that? He probably <laughs> juiced about that. Man, if I, that's right, man, man, I hope next time you let man Dingo get hold of his wife. <laughs> he, gonna, he probably was happy. Adam 22 is probably happy. I hope we get a train between Mandingo, Dread, and, and just bring back the old time. Lexington is still all these big eight foot pipe laying motherfuckers <laughs> laying to his wife. He's going to be the first one to announce. He will be the first one to announce that. Just to be clear, just to be clear, Aaron is talking about Adam No Jumper's wife, not Bill Gates. Or, no, no, not Bill. Bill Gates' wife is Melinda or his Gates. Daughter. No, or the daughter. I'm talking about Adam 22, No Jumper from No Jumper, who let his wife, you know, who wife does porn. And he had a hard time. Since then, she ain't touched a black guy. <laughs> Who finally did a scene with no another guy and it was a black guy. Next time I hope to get the real heart hidden. Next time I hope she in black to looking small as hell with those dudes. I'ma call a couple of hard pipe hitting niggas to go to work on the homes here with a pair of pliers and a blowtorch. I'ma get medieval on your ass. Yeah, no, good. He would be the first one to report this shit, man. Oh, guess who broke up? Shout out to Robert Ross for holding it down as long as you did. You're fighting an uphill battle, brother. But you know, with that smile. And he whatever it, it is, yeah, you did it for us. And you know, you gonna you gonna go away. Just use your mind, and you know, don't let don't let Bill Gates and the man, you know, say microchip you and uh, put you on a farm somewhere. Conspiracy, brother. Goodwill hunting, meaning I'm hunting niggas. Man, he had everything every black man dreamed of. Oh my God! Look how beautiful this young white woman was, and he let that go. He fell and dropped dead. How dare that nigga? In other news. In other news, give me some other news. Women have created a list of places they refuse to go to on first dates. And when they say women, they mean every single woman that falls under the term woman. I will, I will love a woman. This is in response to the woman who went viral couple weeks ago uh, for refusing to get out of the car when a man took her to the Cheesecake Factory. 
for their first. I would have called the police and said, "I got, a, I got a woman that won't get out of my car. Trespassing. That nigga's trespassing." I drag her ass out. Uh, I like she, cheesecake factory, whatever the hell he took her, but I, but I stir as hell. All right. Well, I'm gonna read the list. On the first page of this picture that I seen on the social media, No Jumper Podcast. Oh, here we go again. God uh, damn it. <laughs> I'm starting to think you like this one. Spon- this shout out to No like Jumper. back of a CD, too. Sponsorship. Why is he talking about this? He got a wife that does anything he say, including sell her pussy. <laughs> starting right at 28, at I'm just going to go yeah. through, and if you read just the first. Just be fast, yeah. yeah. Uh, 28, sports events. A I mean, sporting event that on a first sense. date. Don't do it. Unless she's really into sports. That makes sense. Waffle House. <laughs> I, you know what? I agree. <laughs> I wouldn't take myself to a Waffle House. Keep going. <laughs> unless I, unless I want some waitress with the, with the, with long ass fingernails having her nails in my water when she's yeah, carrying it to the not table. Not the first place you're going. But you know what? Hey, baby, keep... here's some water for you guys. Hands all in it. Nails all in it. You know, uh... Sick bastard to Waffle House. All right. Uh... Good waffles. I'll never know. Wait, wait. Let's have B plus coming in, man. I want him to see this list. Taco Pablo is here. TP. I get excited with TP. Come on, man. Seeing that hairline of his just really excite me. It made me think <laughs> just shit, man. Just life is good. Life is good. If Brandon can have a hairline that strong at this age, life is good. <laughs> it's like there's an event horizon going on. Uh, life is good, man. I like this list y'all got going on. Yeah, we got it. We're going over this list right now, but also, Brandon, we happen it's to perfect be, time for you. Yeah, perfect time for you, but we also happen to, uh, you know, just recognize that you could definitely help Carlos Boozer with his male grooming techniques because your, your hairline, everything's just like naturally cut. This, Carlos the thing is, he, he, you need to send him a stencil, Brandon. Yeah, well, that's probably he's, that's probably he's using a stencil. He's <laughs> got some geometric. I don't know what stencil he's using. It's disgusting. Anyways, well, right now, Taco Pablo, we are going over the list of the twenty-eight places that women, all women, made. Mind you, all women made this, um, and it reflects all women. This is their standard for men now. So recognize game. Compliments to No Jumper. Shout out sponsorship. Uh, come on our show. Anyways. Number 28, sporting events. Number 27, the Waffle House, Brandon. Waffle House on the first date, you know. A bar for just drinks. Now, okay, well, you know, some people just like to meet somebody just for drinks sometimes. That's the first day. I don't know. I don't know if all women. First sign of an alcoholic. <laughs> Let's just go out for drinks. A hookah bar. Nightclubs. Bowling. Somewhere that requires a long yeah, drive. Loud and annoying. Yeah, I agree. That sounds scary. Movie night, Netflix, Hulu, etc. That's just being a cheap bastard for a first date. That's just being. You kind of know what it is. If you're like, hey, well, just come through real quick. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, you. the fact you agreed to that one, man, <laughs> that, that, that speaks much more about you more than the guy that. Now, like, if you don't know. A movie night with like a group of friends or people, maybe, yeah, okay, but for a first date, that's still hard. Like you don't want to just have somebody's first date. Well, you can't talk. Yeah, you can't. And you're not, you shouldn't be talking too much unless it's a really like interesting documentary or something where you can strike up a conversation, get to know someone after. But keep yeah, going. It's hard, it's hard. It's hard. All right. Family functions. Yeah. You ain't come Agreed. to meet my family on the first date. That's just. <laughs> Agreed. That's... I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm the opposite. The earlier they can meet them, the, the better. Not with my you, family. You, yeah. you put you, you start putting up those barriers. They they start thinking it means something. They meet you. They meet them on the first date. It's like oh, there's no barriers to to go down. Like oh, see, but your family we different. Were. 
Brandon, I got a family full of, as Pedro would say, like his household right now, right? <laughs> full of really strong personality black women. And my dad's advice was don't when you when you start dating someone new, don't bring them around. That's what he told me. <laughs> no lie. No lie. He said just work on a relationship with outside of his family. Uh the first season of Hard Knocks was the Ravens or whatever. One of the first seasons was the Ravens. That was the first season. That was the first season. And, of the Ravens. and I still, I remember this, and I remember this very vividly. It was Tony Saragusa talking to Todd Heap. He was like, "Hey, this lovely wife you got there. Don't ever bring her back to this facility <laughs> <It's laughs> <Yeah>. again." <laughs> that was the first thing he ever. Was, <laughs> that was the he best advice like, he hey, gave him. <laughs> if you want to keep this marriage together, do not bring her. He's like, "Hey, you think everybody's friends with you here? They are not. Motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> will be trying to sleep with your wife." There's enough niggas in here to make a Tarzan movie. <laughs> Like I said, number she eight, was a beautiful number eighteen. Penn Darvis woman. Number nineteen. Ice cream dates. Oh. I mean, if you're a kid, I mean, I wouldn't say, "Hey, let's go get ice cream." Since my stomach, my my tummy's feeling better. Who the hell? You going? Some people go get like unless it's like a real no 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 somewhere. No. This is where you go. If you go into one of those like real expensive ice cream parlors, like, as long you know, as it the, costs enough the, money, then it's okay. Yeah, like EC, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, then you could go on a date there. But usually yeah. that's the second part of the date. That's after dinner. I've taken dates there, but that's yeah. after the dinner. Yeah. Okay. I mean, when the ice cream gonna cost you 15 bucks for just each getting one scoop, you they, you, they could be a little impressed. All real ingredients. <laughs> well, I think ice cream dates is, I personally. Ice cream dates is fine. If yeah. I'm trying to casually just like meet somebody and have a chat with them, we, you know, we might have a couple you of are Bay Area. Schedules. Remember Bay Area don't date as much. Yeah. Ice cream's like, let's get some ice cream, you know, get a little ice cream, chop it up, and I'll That's be done the same as smoking out on the bus bench. Well, are you trying to smoke, you on, the eight? You trying to smoke <laughs> on the 51 line? I know what spot. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, not a lot of good spots. Well, there's a couple of little pockets. Anyways, coffee dates. Starbucks. Coffee date's fine for a first date. Uh, oh, well, you, well, I don't know. Coffee date. Starbucks, no. Starbucks, no. But coffee yeah. dates, yes. Starbucks is perfect for beautiful white women. That Starbucks over is, sugary Starbucks drink. not a good one because you're going to be fighting a homeless person for the restroom. They're going to have it closed altogether. Just Mysteriously out of order. To go out for coffee for a first date, that's fine. It's just be fine, Aaron. We're not talking about reasonable people here. This list must have been done in LA so far. Somebody, yeah. No, somebody said a dude made up this list after uh probably Adam Twenty Two. He probably did. He probably made up the list and said his put his wife name on it. <laughs> right. Just like uh, he did with her house. Number sixteen, church. <laughs> yeah, you don't take no unless she a damn. Yeah, I don't take no girl to church. Pedro would. Pedro, Pedro would back in the day. Pedro I'm not taking my no. I'll lose everything. If you're going to that church I went to, you would probably have a lot of first to, days. Maybe trying to pray in tongues. You have to Pedro. Pedro. Have to pray in tongues. Yeah, Pedro, Pedro, Pedro. We had your prom. We had your champagne party at church. <laughs> Before that's you went off the prom. Was poor. That's because I was poor and I lived there. Yeah, yeah, but still, that tells you would take a. We watch a black exploitation film at church. We watch Petey Weestrong at church, at his church. We watch. Aaron, Aaron, and it's where's a very Tammy progressive now? church. It's gone. It's a very progressive church. So you might church. be right. Shout out to the church. <laughs> now, I, now I, I will I will say about the church is that I have a general philosophy that the first date should be an extension of the how y'all met. So if y'all if you meet somebody at like a at a at vacation Bible school or you meet them at some church concert, I think it'd be natural to be like, all right, cool. Hey, you should come check out my church on Sunday. I play the guitar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should come see me get down. 
Brandon, I met a bunch of girls, a bunch of when I was in college. My, in fact, my biggest, my main college girlfriend, I met her through a campus crusade for Christ. And I'll be honest, me and her never went to church together. <laughs> Not one time. We met at campus crusade for Christ and never went to church together. <laughs> I don't even think we even went to church while dating each other. I guess, guess who's not going to heaven? God, if you listen, come on. Hell, fifteen, the gym. Fourteen, Denny's. Thirteen, IHOP. Twelve, a buffet. <laughs> I mean, you consolidate IHOP and Denny's into one thing. Anything that tastes like Denny's or IHOP should not be a first thing. IHOP is okay, I think. I mean. At least you'll get service there. Denny's, they find you at Denny's with a white girl, they might not serve you. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I went to an IHOP or a Denny's, man. That's... You know, a buffet is open. It could be a lot of good things. They might have like a kiddie play area. You know, what if you're on a date, first date, and you, you know, the, your date got that's kids? Fine. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't man, date you when do... you got kids. That's, no. a, that's a bad sign. You, know, you got classes up, we can just call it dim sum. Call it, we're going to American Dim Sum today. We just go <laughs> that golden crowd. Can you tell me what that means? Hey man, now Dim Sum, that's that's a whole that, that could be a first date because that's the, you can find out a lot about somebody's do do they eat? What do they like to eat? What's their flavor? And are they and if they beautiful and white, you're gonna see if they can handle some ethnic food. Anyways, Red Lobster comes in at number eleven. Now I'm a little bit like, how dare they? Red Lobster was a date. I see put. I would go there for my birthday, and I would see people. Maybe they weren't on first dates, but they was definitely on dates having a good old time. With Red Lobster. I ain't never ate a Red Lobster before. Man, see, that's no. for me. You ain't been to Red Lobster. No. No you ain't dated in college if you ain't been to Red Lobster. Aaron, bro, you I and Aaron didn't have I, Red Lobster I, I money never, in college. <laughs> no, I, I haven't been to Red Lobster because nobody around here likes seafood. Surprisingly. I ain't never I been. Believe I got a black woman that don't like seafood. <laughs> all the food I'm paying for, none of the seafood. She only fry fish. That's all. All she do, Pedro. All she do, fry fish. If, <laughs> that's not considered seafood, Pedro. I mean, even if it's saltwater fish, it is. But I mean, I'm just saying, I've I've eaten Red Lobster's meals, but um, they've been doggy bags from my mom and them going. That's where we used to get the like endless shrimp. And they take 35 minutes to get you a second basket. <laughs> they, they try to wait you out, man. Got like some poor customer service when you get on the phone with them. They were like, oh, you want your, you're here for all you keep shrimp. Okay. Oh, you want your second basket? Okay. I'll be back. Waste your whole fucking afternoon. They had the margaritas, the daiquiris. They had the strawberry daiquiri. It'll get you drunk. You'll be fucking fat girls in no time. You might even fight a nigga or two. Mm-mm, bitch. Red Lobster is a legendary play. Y'all, y'all, y'all missed a, a great window of time. It was a wonderful had to be place. there. Had it to had be to be there. Y'all missed so. Red Lobster hey, in the nineties, the late nineties. Wasn't even no Red Lobster over here, dude. It was one of the hilltop mall, nigga. You better recognize that. I went to that shitty ass mall to go to the mall. I was like, man, this mall ain't great. You go there for Chevy's. Red Lobster was over there. That's what you get. A couple different things. I'll tell y'all a little secret. I never went on too many dates. <laughs> I just met him and got him pregnant. Yeah, yeah. I just I went to uh I went to the movies with her because Jesus told me to, I guess. I don't know. I haven't been on too many dates. Okay. Went to the movies and and she took me home, made hot dogs, and I made sweet love to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's all. It didn't even take a George Foreman grill for Pedro. It just took some goddamn hot dogs. You had two chili dogs in late. Yeah, bar S. You put chili on it. That's how he was sold. Once you put chili he on the dog, she got chili on. The dog. At least you use Hormel chili. <laughs> but some cheap ass, some cheap ass Lauren Scudders. It may have been Lauren Scudders because you know she was on food stamps. <laughs> she was Springfield chili, and um. So, I don't know. The local, the happy over some chili dogs. <laughs> to the movies and they had chili like, dogs. Oh, wow, the this is better than my first girlfriend. My first first girlfriend had to yeah. take her to Jack in a Box. You tell, I mean, you could tell this was back in the day because I can't imagine eating a bowl of chili, putting chili on anything, and then doing anything, anything physical. <laughs> Pe- doing anything sexual after that. Yeah. Pedro's dating life was a, a movie, and then at day house, and then chili. <laughs> Top 10 now. We're in the top 10 of the places you do not take women on the first date. We have uh, Wingstop. I agree. Get some soggy <laughs> ass fries and some cold ass chicken. Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't get that. Yeah, well, I don't know why Wingstop. Said Wingstop. Yeah, most Wingstops are small. They, the Wendy's over there in Panola that used to be there on Fitzgerald or whatever uh, uh, get turned into a Wingstop now. I don't even have tables. Bread. Right, it's like the little Caesars of chicken. Yeah, most like of them it's... don't have tables. Like they have a cut. They, dude, I went there. They're like one of the one of the booths they had was filled up with supplies. They were like just like seem to be storing there, and they had like a one another booth and a couple small little two tops, and that was it. I was like, bro, y'all can fit like fourteen people in here max. Yeah, <laughs> not a date spot. I would hope if somebody take you on a date to Wingstop, you couldn't have a problem with that. I'm okay with that one. Women, it, it, it must have been in your dating profile that you really love Wingstop. Like, <laughs> oh man, I matched with this girl. She said she loves Wingstop. Guess where we going? Yeah, man, we go to Wingstop once a week. That's our date spot now. Um, all right, date night, Wingstop. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings comes in at number nine. That's a dirty ass place. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings is not bad actually. It's it's just no like, for not cleaning tables. Oh well, I don't I don't know. You know, they were. I was at a table where we didn't have. We we I think we got there early enough where there wasn't nobody. We was waiting on the okay. lead. I know we like we like this list, and I think we waiting this wasting time on it. But you know, if you took any white woman to any of these spots, they would be happy. <laughs> Anyone? No class white woman. You dare anywhere, Pedro. <laughs> And uh, in other news, <laughs> Dwight oh. Howard didn't sign with the Warriors this season because the Warriors think that they can win with small ball, which I am worried about. But they're starting out decent so far this season. But uh, them not signing Dwight Howard makes a lot more sense. After news came out this week from court documents uh, in the alleged case of Dwight Howard sexually assaulting a man on a first date. Uh, uh, Brandon and Aaron, I'm gonna turn it over to you just because I don't. <laughs> According to Radar Online, the incident occurred July 19, 2021, at Howard's Atlanta residency. Another cru- crucial detail in the complaint mentioned that the presence of another man who wanted to be addressed as Kitty and was engaged in sexual acts with the former Lakers stars. He stars said, or star? He, star, excuse me. He Harper said he was forced by Howard to join him and Kitty. Quotations Harper wrote. Kitty is an older, unattractive person in her 40s. Hours into me being at Dwight Howard's home, he ambushed, ambushed me with this person. Dwight never showed me pictures of Kitty, nor disclosed their gender. Kitty walked in with the full beard, two-inch heels, and a 28-piece church wig. 
Immediately, I was thrown off, uncomfortable, and expressed that I wanted to leave. Lord Jesus, what's going on in here tonight? Shortly after that, Dwight forced himself unto, unto me, then demanded that Kitty drop me off instead of me calling an Uber to his home. The situation was truly traumatic and has affected me in many ways. Out of fear and intimidation, I did not want to speak. However, I would not sit back and allow lies to be told about me. I was not Dwight's first victim, but hopefully I'm his last. According to Harper, Kitty advised him to keep everything a secret or someone will put a bullet in his head. <laughs> this Kitty don't sound as, like, pleasant, man. <laughs> oh. Kitty is somebody he met from church. Uh, remember he was a church boy when he first came in the league and then he knocked up that and cheerleader that, see, yeah, see, this is, I think this is where all the problems come, is coming from him, him and his church life growing up I wonder if somebody touched him or molested him in church or something like that because he's, he's I know you talk about Aaron you explained that people get uh, they had so much sex had so much sex they just they gotta <laughs> add said they gotta more. add something to it but I'm starting I'm starting to think this probably stemmed from church because his, his father was a pastor and I wonder if somebody had touched Dwight Howard when he was a kid because he's been this, this these rumors been swooping around even you know years ago this decades ago now. He just gotta be a deviant. I mean, he was inappropriate with a porn. How you be inappropriate with a porn star? Come on, man. How you assault a porn star? All I can tell you, sir, is that he's gay. Gay, gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. remember when he showed yeah. up with a dick in his hand? Yes, yeah, Mary. At the girl's uh doorstep. I'm like, dude, what is what's going on? When did this happen? <laughs> that was Mary Carey. Yeah, you don't remember that, Jared? Nope. That? What year did Brandon? that happen? Brandon, do you got the report? No, I got to look this up. And then, um, you know, y'all owe me a dollar for putting this in my search history. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be putting this in my search history. And this is, this was crazy about this, you know. He likes Stalker. He likes Stalker. Yeah. It's titled under NBA on Reddit, the greatest Dwight Howard story ever told. BSO. Who was BSO, Jared? Black Sports, Black Sports Online. Online. Yeah, this Robert is told, told to them by Mary Carey. Dwight's a cool guy. For a month, we talked on the phone. He was always trying to give me prayers. <laughs> to get me out of porn and give me Bible verses to read. So then I was going to visit him when I was in Orlando, but I went over to this other guy's house instead, Chris Kirkpatrick from NSYNC. And then Dwight started calling and calling and calling me because he knew I was with Chris Kirkpatrick. So eventually I get a text from Dwight at three in the morning. I'm outside Chris's house and I'm like, oh my God, what, what do I do? I was like, I got Dwight here. I got Chris in the other room. And I'm and I'm talking them back, talking. I'm talking to them back and forth. So finally, I had to just pull Dwight into the bathroom and tell him he needs to go home. I was really, really sorry. I really like you, but this isn't the time or place. When I pull him in the bathroom, he pulls his pants down. I was like, "Whoa, yeah!" So I ran and started screaming. In Jesus' name, Amen. That was Dwight Howard, Mary Carey story. Shout out, shout out to Dwight, man. Y'all, y'all remember Eddie Hill? What's his name? Eddie Hill. I know Buddy Hill. I don't know who the hell he is. No, the, the, the preacher, he passed away. Um, they said he passed away from cancer, but I think he passed away from butt sex. Tell me he didn't just say that. Um, <laughs> I can't remember his name. God damn. And he was assaulting, <laughs> he was assaulting young kids in his church. Everybody's using church. It's this, I believe this all starts at church, man. Let me tell you this one story. I ain't never <laughs> shared this with nobody, okay? 
<laughs> I got baptized back in 1985. It was me. It was two older men, and it was uh, three kids. It was three young boys. I'm, I think I was I was nine years old because it was April of 1985. Back then, you used to be able to use your birth certificate as a uh, uh, point of ID. Um, I don't know if you can still do that anymore, but. Who the hell would carry their birth certificate around as a photo ID? No, no, not photo ID. Uh, a proof of it's like a it's like a saying again, a legal legal form of ID. So there was a man. It was I believe Aaron. I believe it was God rest the dead. I believe it was Brother Ed. Actually, I got baptized with, and uh-huh. it was this other light skinned man. So we all got baptized. All the kids and everybody got baptized, and everybody got you know you got your wet clothes and all wet white garb. And we all go on the back and we change, right? After we baptize, this man's like, man, that was wonderful. Man, I feel the spirit of God. Light-skinned dude with a ponytail. Pulls down his pants in front of three kids. Me and two other kids. Nigga had a 14-inch penis. Do any of y'all know what a BBC is? <laughs> Okay. Whether you soft or whether you hard, I'm sorry, Pat. I gotta ask you. I do know. I don't. (laughs) I I don't know because I'm a kid. Here's the problem. It was swinging. I'm a kid, and I was terrified. And I look back. I look back on on life, and I'm like, man. And I see how many all these other people, stars, uh, influencers, all these (laughs) other people, and and all the stuff started from church. Like, how are you a grown man undress yourself knowing you got a 14-inch penis in front of three boys? <laughs> and there was a curtain back there. There was a curtain. We was getting dressed behind a court curtain. He got undressed in front of everybody. He knew what he had. And I, when I, you know, I was a kid. He a man. I was a kid. I was, like, shocked. I'm like, what's man. going on, right? But as you look back at it, it's like, oh, you know what he had and you know what he was trying to do. He was trying to molest some kids. And I think that's what's wrong with Dwight Howard. He may have been molested. <laughs> that's why he want to do a lot of weird shit. You say your pants and her man, somebody be up in your butt. Okay. <laughs> he he could have just got pants. really bored with one hole, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to have to give us some booty. <laughs> it's okay to get, I mean, I mean, like Aaron said, you love whoever, but don't force yourself on mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Don't force yourself on people, Dwight Howard. That's no, I agree. Just don't be, don't be sick. Don't, don't be sick. I'll, I'll be as freaky, guilt, kitty, have kitty over, but it's too much freedom, you know, to be out here to be like, oh yeah, you, you gotta, you got, you gotta go down on me. No, don't do that, man. <laughs> Shit, man. All right. Well, hey, since Pedro's way, we should all chip in and get him some counseling. <laughs> <laughs> after that, after that story, exactly after that story, and if you knew it was going there, at some point I'm like, this story, I know exactly where this is going, Pedro. Shit. Tyson Fury. Oh, I was going to invite uh, Dwight Howard to run up on Conor McGregor like that, though. Oh. <laughs> Tyson Fury faced off against Francis Ngannou and defeated him via split decision. Yeah. Or should I phrase it? Francis Ngannou, Black King legend shit, left the UFC, got a big-ass $10 million guaranteed contract from the PFL, and was able to fight a boxing event against Tyson Fury and looks to come away with anywhere of 40 to $50 million from this boxing match 
even though he lost the fight, which many say was a fix and he actually got robbed, did he still come out winning? Any, any day you could fight, not in the UFC and make money, you, you win it. <laughs> <laughs> you out there with it. There it is. There, I like Brandon's answer right there. If you are out you of the got, UFC fighting and making more money. Yeah, man. If you, if you ain't got to go out there and look somebody's bald white head. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you can get on the undercard. Like, you win it, man. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to that dude. I mean, it should, like, like it shouldn't have been that close. Like it should like for Tyson Fury to have been boxed as long as he is to be the champ. It shouldn't have been that close. Like well, it shouldn't have been potentially. Like, it got us a fight. It got us a fighter, but at the same time, like he hasn't been like just boxing. He's been boxing for like two, three years. He's been it, fighting for a while, but he's been boxing for like two, well, yeah. three years. He's a stand-up fighter, so boxing is part of his. That's his main repertoire. Is is him throwing hands? Yeah, and no, that's punching. That's not boxing. That's punching. No, no, but but is there's like still him fighting and in training. He started like with kickboxing and boxing, so he has a boxing base. But yeah, you would expect. I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying his skill set isn't like he's a grappler trying to go in boxing ring. He's like you can you can see why maybe he would do all right. That's all I'm saying. But no, I do agree though, Brandon. You, I, I thought it would it wouldn't be very close. But Ngannou also actually uh, knocked down Fury. Put him on the canvas so he had a knockdown of uh fury and i think that's the thing about Aganu. he has like legit power and i think is this a, is this an indication of maybe how good Ngannou is that we didn't realize or is this an indication of how bad deontay wilder's boxing is to this day it's more of a thing that deontay wilder is very like deontay wilder was like maybe 215 Mm-hmm. 220 like i think that's just more of his size like i think he has power for his size mm-hmm. and tyson fury is like 50 pounds heavier than he is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i think it's just a matter of like a guy who just being a bigger dude yeah um, for sure i think it's more of that and also deontay wilder didn't take boxing crazy seriously as far as like the technical stuff because he could basically knock out anybody his, his size yeah no deontay wilder I, I still got love for wilder i was just so disappointed in how he just got picked apart uh, but the size did play a factor in it, so that's part of it. But yeah, shout out to Francis Aganu, coming from Africa, uh, basically escaping, uh, being a. Here we go. Uh, what? What part of Africa was he from? Are you sure? Because every time you mention someone from Africa, you act like they came like this the old school Africa. <laughs> Like right, you like, look like, like they, they was like like they man they was hiding out at the bottom of Hotel Rwanda. <laughs> you are black as fuck. Don't say that. Don't put that Ebola finger in my face. No, look look at your feet. What the fuck is wrong with my feet? You think this shit is a game? Right. Like they still get people off the ship from. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. How he's one of the last ones off the ship. He counted. Come on, no, he's uh he's from Cameroon. And uh, no, he, he grew up in Cameroon. He moved to France, I think, when he was probably two. No, age of 26. Uh, went to France and was training to be a fighter. And then, you know, finally made his, you know, got to the UFC. So so he's, you know, he's lived most of his life. He kind of have, uh, he has an interesting story. I think he traveled kind of a hard way. It says he, yeah, he was, he worked in a sand quarry starting at 10 years old. 
Yeah. Um, okay, that's what it was. See, it was yeah. in the for like a mine. And then yeah. and he was approached by various gangs growing up and to to join them and he refused and he Aaron, he had one of the decent stories. <laughs> yeah, sound like, sound like, like yes. <laughs> other He was mining for some of those those things that's in a hybrid battery. To this day. Come on. It says here, yeah, it his father was known as a uh, street fighter, you know, getting fights in the streets. So he just he used that as motivation to get into boxing, but he, he never in, engaged in like, you know, street fights or any of the, the other uh, activities that can pull a young man to the to the wayside. So he got to the UFC, 6'4", whatever, 6'4", 260 pound man, like hulking person and uh, went to UFC, UFC. Tried to do the UFC thing. Shout out sponsorship, by the way, because I got enough money to throw around, throw it this way. But regardless, never mind. I'll criticize you. The UFC likes to, you know, saying basically have a monopoly over the labor force and is doing some antitrust type shit, in my opinion. I'm not saying they are legally, but I'm just it looks that way. Anyways, they don't pay their their, their labor. Their labor like gets less than 15% of the revenue. To this day. That is insane. That is insane. And unfortunately, unfortunately, because of, you know, things that Aaron says that a lot of these fighters seem to be predisposed with. Can you tell me what that means? They, for some reason, haven't found the will or it's not in their timeline. Maybe it's in their timeline eventually that they will find a way to unionize or create a cooperative for themselves, a collective and uh, bargain something that spends that pays them more make it a standard throughout the sport or whatever it, it the ufc is not the like the nfl is not the nba so they can have their different bargaining but fighters need to fighters gonna need to together because yeah. ufc will ufc you and he but, fought them motherfuckers held out got free of his contract and now that motherfucker gonna make like 10 20 times what he was ever gonna make in the ufc crazy that boy is good right but how many people know this dude if he's not doesn't go through the ufc there right like no, like, the UFC getting, did put him on a bigger platform right. to some degrees. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. What people the people act like we like we we don't know, but it's like it's like man, this USA is so good. That guy who invented like how to like not die from like doing drugs, or that guy who created a cure for cancer, or that person, you know, what I'm saying who engineered something that made school safer. Like, you ain't gonna be like, man, if it wasn't for the USA, man, shoot, that person would never shoot. No, fuck that. The UFC no, has the most, has the biggest spotlight. Has the, is the but that's the point. Like, right? would you want 15% of $2 billion or would you want 50% of $200 million? Like, that's the real thing. Like, like you can go to these other leagues, you get different percentages, but they don't make as nearly as much money as the UFC, right? And like, that's not going to change. UFC like, does not make more than the NFL. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is like they get to dictate that because that 15% is more than what they will get other places being on undercards and not the main draw. Yeah. You know, well, no, like, their PFL is offering better contracts. You have, you have companies that have, have backing or have a contract with ESPN also PFL that allows them to be like, well, we have this backing and we're going to invest in trying to get like competitive fighters. And we're not, they're not, they're not necessarily competing directly with the UFC, but they're competing to put out another product. Cause right now the UFC is shout out to co-main event podcast 
they like to call it a just some fights era of of UFC. It's just some fights. Every weekend they have an event. They're getting paid to make sure they hit their quota of events. And it doesn't matter really who the fighters are. Sometimes they get guys that they sign off the local, you know, whatever, last minute just to put on there. And usually they're, they're guys that show some kind of skill or they're going to go in there just like, you uh, WWF or WWE used to do and just have some some no name that will just get their ass whooped by a young prospect, right? So they sign these dudes these contracts and they can cut them easily. It so it's not good and they need to. USC has all the leverage right now until the fighters actually unionize or collectively bargain something. So, but even if they collectively or even if they unionized, right? Mm-hmm. Like the problem with the NFL uni is those players are broke. Like, what are you going to tell a bunch of UFC fighters who are hoping to get $20,000 this year from fighting to hold out for a year to, you know, hopefully get a better contract for the UFC when most of them are not going to be, are not going to benefit from whatever contract they sort of negotiate. Like they don't have the baseline revenue, the baseline income to unionize and have a strong enough year where put all the fighters are going to be like, all right, Hey, we're, we're going to stick through this no matter what. Well, this is where um, in this, in this moment, they do need like the big name fighters. Like John Jones went on like some rant lamenting and John Jones is injured and will not be fighting Steve Miocic. What do you guys think about that? Anyways, John Jones was doing that last year when he was in his contract. Keep his brother off with the make sure his brother ain't running down the street, pulling Eddie Murphy, yeah, it's sad. It's Martin sad. Lawrence, uh, pulling Martin Lawrence running down the street. Yeah. Pedro, you and him need to, we're gonna get you and his brother some some some. Well, he see the he seen a fourteen inch penis too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's Kitty's. Maybe he saw Kitty. Kitty. Maybe that was Kitty at your church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, anyways, he went on it. He went on a rant against the UFC because they were like basically just like holding him out, and um, um. It was a lot of stuff which is on the lines of like starting a union. He's saying the things that like, hey, yeah, we need to start a union. And then eventually he's like, but I ain't trying to lose my money. So psych. <laughs> he's like, y'all gonna take money from me if we union? Nah, uh, I'm good where I'm at. Too many of them have that mentality. They're like, well, I'm and a lot of fighters, I think, believe that with their will and their work ethic and, and their skill, they're going to like somehow make it to the top and they're going to make the millions uh, as a fighter. But most of them, almost all of them won't. And even the ones it's that the, do it's make the, the big one. money are not making as much money as they could if they were collectively bargained. Now, the, now the UFC will pay some dudes, like when they gave Ronda Rousey hell of money or gave Conor McGregor shares in the goddamn company. You'll never let them go for doing that. The problem is they did that, and that was them trying to prop up their whatever. We won't get into that. UFC is still a shit show. Everyone who thinks it's like a well-run, super dope organization, it's a shit show. Is it good at making it's money? It's better than his slap, his slap organization. Hey, it's good ran, at ran money, better Twitter. But, but they failed the niche and they they you know what spike tv i give them credit for giving usc their spotlights spike tv you know what you're the real hero here you guys are the real ones i don't know why you don't exist anymore but you deserve more credit than the usc gets for getting itself where it is today to this day you just sit here you don't know what i'm talking about Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts is a similar in the show where everyone gets a chance to rank a plane or highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner Shoutouts, Cutty Corner Shoutouts. It's time. It's time. It's time. Cutty, Cutty We're burning now. God, if you let it in, help. So cold and bleeding now, now, now. I'm in for this, man. Gonna let you down. He had sex with my 
Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? I do. I do. My, uh, I have a positive Cutty Corner shout out. My positive Cutty Corner, Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Magic Johnson. Uh, uh, becoming a billionaire, man. 1.2 billion is said he's worth right now. Uh, shout out to a man who, uh, when I was 16 years old, our own way becoming 16, um, 1992, um, or it was at 91. I was 91. It was the 91 92 season makes the announcement that he was, uh, because of the virus, I have attained. I'll have to retire from power bas- pro basketball that he was HIV positive. He's got AIDS from a man who we all thought was dying the next day or be dead before the year was over, all of a sudden it's worth $1.2 billion. So I want to give a, a positive Cutty Corner shout-out, man, Magic Johnson. What has he done? Can you tell me? Big Magic Johnson, what has he done? I'm trying to get that Magic AIDS, man. Magic got that good AIDS, man. He made one, he made, he made a billion dollars after getting AIDS. <laughs> That's the black folks saying the hood. I need that good aid. I think his aid beat COVID. Shout-out to Magic Johnson for... Uh... You know, achieving. Don't let anybody tell you this country is still racist anymore. Magic could beat AIDS and racism. So can you. And ignorance. And ignorance, too. Oh, and ignorance. <laughs> Being the, if y'all don't know, Magic Johnson is also the uh, the reason why we play the sound clip. Uh, every time uh, somebody mispronounces or says something wrong, uh, magic moment. Our magic moments. Magic Johnson is the, the root to that because of his ability to talk so good. Pedro, you have been on a run recently of magic moments, so I'm just going to let you know you're catching up to Aaron for the year. Because I can't say Cadillac Converter. He's saying Calais Campbell Converter. Catalytic Converter. But I can't talk because I got these new teeth. You know those Crayshaw Converters. Exactly. I don't know how he was pronounced. Calais Campbell converted. And then, and then he was talking about that country, converter. that country that got a pretty good basketball team that Aaron dated a girl from there once. It starts with the L. Oh, Libya? <laughs> Pedro, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, I got two real quick. Um, it's like the NFL, man. I had to get a Cutty Corner shout out to all the NFL quarterbacks, all of them. When I mean all of them, I mean all of them. Although that, you know, we had Patrick Mahomes don't have any receivers, he made some goofy throws uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, whoa, what are you doing? And I'm looking at Dak Prescott. Wow. Please check out of that. I don't know how Bill Belichick is allowing um, Mark Jones. What's his name? I don't know. That dude on over play up there in England. Throw some crazy. Oh, Matt Jones. Matt Jones. Who? Matt Jones. He was throwing some Who? crazy. Who? Exactly. Jones. Matt good. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was throwing some bad passes. When you look, when you're leading passers in the league is CJ Stroud and my my man two chain Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Those those were the top two quarterbacks in the league. Uh, for, like what last week I believe. They're leading. It's a Patrick Mahomes out here. There's a Patrick Mahomes out here, and CJ Stroud and Kirk Cousins is playing better than them. All of them, all the quarterbacks are playing bad. All the all the backups, all the starter, even Tua, although he's got guys running wide open in that system offense, some of his interceptions. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Just throw the ball away and take a knee. 
Joe Burrow started off the season looking like I don't know what. We got Deshaun Watson. I guess he didn't get in his massages, so he's hurt. Um, I get when he don't get his massages. I ain't got enough masseuses, bro. Maybe they really were helping him. Maybe he ain't had a real good masseuse recently, and that's why he can't stop injuring himself. He got to get that crazy out every once in a while. He ain't been able to let it out. They actually actually would massage him, too, though, which helped. Brock Purdy after he loses Debo Samuel out here looking like uh Jimmy Garoppolo. Shout out to Brock Purdy. Uh, oh, he looking like uh, Brock Purdy. Yeah, then then, then Derek Carr, Derek Carr, man. Derek Carr, oh, yo, yeah, man. Yo, man. Yo, man. Yeah, he was playing Carr. bad in the first quarter. He, he he played good today and he played good. You know what? Uh, I, I, yeah, Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr because he allows me to be like, oh, oh yeah, man, Derek Carr. I can say that, but when he retires, I can't say that anymore. Yeah, but we got the young man Bryce Young that thought was supposed to be supposed to be something. I kind of blame that on the offense. He played good today, got him a win, got him his first win. Congratulations! But the quarterback's been really bad, man. <laughs> They've been bad, all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them been bad. Okay, my second cutting quarter shout out because <laughs> I'm a Laker fan. Uh, gotta give it to Darvin Ham. Boy, you got them boys look like they ain't even out there practicing. <laughs> that five out crap. It ain't it ain't hit. You don't have Giannis and Tuka Okay, you don't have him. You don't have nobody to handle the ball at the top. You got all your tall players. They lost the game tonight. Okay, on rebounds because his defenders, his seven foot defenders out there guarding guards. Okay, if your guards are guarding guards, they got out rebounded again, and you got seven footers out there guarding the perimeter. No, let them have that shot. If they make this shot, game. I get it. Don't have your don't have your big guys out running the perimeter. Don't get no offensive rebounds because these guys are five and out. Okay, they didn't win the game. They barely won the game against Phoenix. The, the guards was out rebounding the big man in Phoenix <laughs> because his players is all over the place. They ain't shooting. They turning the ball over. It, it looks bad, and he's not even playing. They paid that Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves a hundred thousand dollars, and they on the bench in the fourth quarter. Okay, he he's out there just letting them. They don't even look like they practice. You got all that talent out there, and they look like talking about practice? practice. Practice. That's what I'm saying. With the quarterbacks and with the Lakers coaching staff, look like they don't practice. They was missing all these shots, wide open shots, wide open threes, just missing. You're talking about practice, you ain't talking about the game, which I. Give my life for this is a game I love. I love to watch, and they ain't even practice. Talking <laughs> about practice, Brandon. Do you have a cutty corner shout out? Oh, yeah, man. This is uh near and dear to my heart. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Keith Lee, uh, he's a restaurant reviewer, really big on TikTok and Instagram now. Uh, this past week, he was in Atlanta stirring up some controversy with these uh restaurants' dumbass rules on how you got to order from them. Uh, so apparently, uh, this week he goes to a, a restaurant right at fresh off the plane, he goes to the Atlantic Atlanta Breakfast Club, uh, which I've been to before. Um, he goes there and he gets confronted by some strange restaurant rules, right? He's like, well, number one, he's like, can't take anybody's order to everyone seat in here, which I've heard from other restaurants. Like, we're not going to seat anybody if your whole group's not here. We can't give anybody water, no coffee, no juice, nothing. Like, we can't serve y'all anything until everybody's here. Number two, 
We're only taking an order one time, no add-ons after you say what you guys want. So, hey, if you want to get a second coffee, you want to get a dessert, you try to get something else, now we can't help you. We're taking everybody's order one time, and that's it. <laughs> so he's like, man, so he's just like, man, these rules are kind of off-putting. Um, and so he goes to several restaurants uh, throughout his time in Atlanta. A lot of them just don't take call-in orders. Like, he's like, well, you can't call in food. Uh some of them were like, all right, well, you know, charge you for crazy things. This one restaurant was charging an extra dollar to get butter for their biscuit. Uh, just all kinds of dumb stuff. Uh, and then one restaurant, the the real milk and honey, uh, he decided to, you know, try to call in his order. So, oh, we don't take call in orders. You got to go through DoorDash. He goes to DoorDash. DoorDash says they're closed. <laughs> and he's like, they close at five. They close at five. I'm doing this at like 345, 4 o'clock. DoorDash has is closed. When is Door, no, no. DoorDash? Door, oh, no, Door, the restaurant was closed. Yeah. DoorDash says the restaurant closed. So he pulls up to like order oh. in person. And there's like, oh, like he has somebody else go in for him. They say, oh, we're close to our deep cleaning. But he sees other people going in there, getting their food <laughs> and leaving. <laughs> and they realize it's him. They finally, like he gets out. He says, what's up? And they realize it's him. They try to say, oh, man, yeah, we can get some food for you right now. He's like, nah, like, uh, you know. I just want to, I want an authentic experience like anybody else. Uh, and so there's just back and forth a lot about that. Um, so I'm just saying restaurants, man, if y'all want to, I mean, I understand some of the rules, right? Like not having everybody there. Like I'm not going to be hold this table up for an hour while you wait for your cousin who obviously didn't give a fuck about getting here on time <laughs> to get your food. But like you should have, like you, your rules should, your rules should accommodate customers in a real way, right? Like, hey, like, don't make us some arbitrary rules just because you don't like doing something. Like, you shouldn't open a restaurant. Like, there's certain <laughs> things that you should do if you want to open a restaurant. Like, hey, people, if you want, like, you don't want to call in orders, that's fine. But at the same time, like, you should be willing to sell people the shit you got. Like, you it should have the staff like a, to, to be able to do it. <laughs> it sounds like a very emotionally intelligent restaurant, Brandon. They know how to set up boundaries it for themselves. It sounds like Georgia has some screwed up restaurants, Jared. Just like with you, the restaurant you mentioned before. They just put on all kind of arbitrary rules. They're like, we can't keep niggas out no more, so we making up new rules. <laughs> yeah. My cutting corner shout out. Is a positive one, and it goes out to black people saving baseball. It is the World Series, y'all, and it's pumpkin spice season. Man, it's the World Series. Right. Listen to this show. It is the World Series, and Adolis Garcia is single-handedly saving all of us from a World Series with the. Houston Astros, or he saved all of us from a series against Houston Astros. Setting records with home runs, I think it's five home runs and uh, 22 RBI, something like that in the playoffs. Some, basically just hitting the last couple games against Houston, just hitting home run after home run. They had it beating him. They was getting mad at him, calling him all kinds of uh, 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 Dominican Negroes and niggas or Cuban niggas. Or, I didn't hear nothing about this part. But Latin niggas that they call him out there when they mad at the player who breaking the unwritten rules of baseball that that kind of shit was happening it was happening left and right that's what happens when you press the sap button on your tv <laughs> <laughs> uh, but adolis garcia a black man african diaspora i don't know where he's from i haven't even looked it up i really don't care all i know is that this brother was going ham and saving baseball because now 
we don't have to worry about it, it, it it'll be the first time in seven years apparently that there's not a the dodgers or houston or a combination of the two are not in the world series which is fine with me but mainly because i really don't want to see houston astros i can see the houston astros never win another world series in my lifetime they got theirs last year fuck them there's some cheating scumbags rob manfred you ain't shit you a piece of dog shit little you know, elf troll looking motherfucker you got a box troll looking ass motherfucker over here you get slurring your words you drunk ass motherfucker on goddamn national tv because you had to give a goddamn trophy to the team that you know got cheated by that cheating ass team in houston and you didn't do nothing about because you a weak spineless piece of shit yeah that's you i'm talking about you but also he's saying baseball from having to watch mattress mac collect any money off betting off the houston astros Apparently, Mattress Mac lost upwards of $3 million betting the Astros in those final couple games. So shout out to Adalas Garcia. You a real G, man. I love you, 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 uh, Cuban link, uh, 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 Dominican, Nicaraguan, Cartagena, nigga, uh, wherever you from, Bogota, nigga, uh, Venezuelan, nigga. Aaron, what kind of nigga is he? Now, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna look. Give me a second. I'm gonna look it up. Nigerian. <laughs> he's probably not, he's from Great Britain or some shit like that. I'm gonna lie. <laughs> Shout out to Dulles Garcia, though, man. He's a he's a real one for that. And you know what? He saved baseball. Whether or not you got to be Amer American Negro or some kind of Latin America Negro, you are a Negro and you are a black person saving baseball. Aaron, where he from? Uh, Adolis Garcia is Cuban. Cubano! That's my cousin. Shout out. Shout out to Cuba sponsorship. Come on our show. But anyways. about that Jared. Huh. Remember the Diamondbacks won in 9-11. Uh that year well, that, 9-11 yeah. happened. Uh-huh. This year Gaza uh not Gaza. 10-7 happened. <laughs> yeah. Atomic Corey. See what this so-called button does. Oh, <laughs> they got shit to do got that. That. There's another another massacre. Conspiracy, know? brother. <laughs> I don't know how you making that connection, Pedro, man. It's it's some shit happened every day with somebody. Another, uh, another, is it, was this a, another false flag according to you know, conspiracy? According brother? to Donald Sterling, Matt Johnson got AIDS. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. It's I'm got AIDS. <laughs> Diamondbacks. Gaza Strip, Diamondbacks. <laughs> Shit to do with each other, dude. <laughs> uh, anyways, well, uh, shout out in Free Palestine, and y'all niggas. Free all women and children, Jews, Gentiles, Muslims. Just free all. Well, who are the Gentiles? All that crazy shit over some guy you don't know. <laughs> we were doing got, so good. Got 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 Even, Pedro getting traumatized with fourteen inch dicks when he's nine years old in the name. Okay, of that. I, I, I take that back. We what, weren't what doing of, so what, good, but we had spots what, where what we were doing of, good. What kind of god is out there where you put fourteen inch penises in young children's face? <laughs> 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 kind of god. <laughs> what kind of god? What's going on here?
That's why Pedro's in the cars. He he saw that thing, man. That thing must have been about 14 inches. Probably fit under a a Camaro. Exactly. (laughs) It must run on a Hemi engine. Thing about 14 inches. Must be down pipe, down pipe front headers. The Gentiles were uh is is was a group that worshiped Jehovah according to the patriarchal system. Whereas the Jews were worship God as through the laws uh, of Moses. Yeah, Gentiles, Gentiles believed in Jesus. So basically yes, me and Gentiles. Pedro are Gentiles. Gentiles believed in Jesus. It's basically when the split happened, Jared. Jews and Gentiles, because Jews yeah. Gentiles were Judeo Christians. You talking about Gentile, the one that stole that little girl in uh, Rush Hour? No, not Gentile. 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 <laughs> Gentile. Gentile. Jesus. Look at that verse. 